Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word. And that's critical for our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people in your life get into God's Word. Help them become students of the Bible. Help them grow in their faith, come closer to God. Maybe you'll even help them get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day you can with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help people turn their life around by getting them into God's word. Make that commitment. Start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about a heart trouble. And again, we're not talking about the physical heart beating, you know, beating within our chest, you know, sending blood through our circulatory system, all through our body, every day, all day long, forever, as long as we live in this world. We're talking about, we're talking about a more profound heart problem. We're talking about not something physiological. We're talking about our mindset. We're talking about our conscience. We're talking about our spiritual essence, our soul our morality, our lifestyle. Where, where are we at in our life? That, that's what we're talking about. That's the real heart of our lives. That's what drives us and in the direction that we live our lives, how, what we become, what we are, what we strive to do, what our value system is, and so on. Well, we're talking about a, a serious heart problem, and that is laziness. Again, a lot of people, they might be caught by surprise by my saying this is a heart problem, a problem with the heart, but it is because it really is a, is a product of what we think, what our real drive in life is or what our real lifestyle is all about. Now, we're not talking about somebody who takes a day off and they're just being lazy one day. We all need to do that. That helps us rest, relax, recuperate, and so on. But we're talking about somebody who is just plain lazy all the time. All the time. They don't want to work. The jobs are out there, but they don't want to, they want to go apply for a job because they don't want to have to go to work every day. They don't want to have to get up at a certain time. They don't want to have to work all day till a certain time and then come home and then get ready for the next day. They want to just be lazy. Now, they wouldn't put it that way, but that's exactly what it is. They don't want to have to be responsible themselves for earning their living. They want somebody else to take care of them, and usually it would be the government. But they also might couple that with mom and dad. Mom and dad, take care of me. You know, or you know, somebody else, a friend, a neighbor, a relative. You know, can you can you give me some money or loan me some money? Can you give me some food? Whatever, whatever it is, they become very skilled in looking for handouts all along the way, all through their lives, every day or every week, and so on. And they want to keep it that way. Now, they may not have processed that out in their minds in exactly those, you know, kind of finite terms, but that's exactly how they live. I've said many times that a lot of people who are just plain lazy, don't want a job, they'd find their life easier if they'd go get a job. 
then having to go through all of the hoops that they jump through on a continual basis, continually trying to find somebody to give them money or to take care of them or to feed them, give them a place to stay, whatever it might be, or all of that together. Well, as I said, that's not only a drain on our society, but it's also an ungodly mindset. It is fundamentally ungodly. Well, we've been looking at a particular text of Scripture in which the Apostle Paul, though he does not use the word lazy or laziness, that's exactly what he's talking about, in principle in this particular text. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses uh, verses 6 through 15. And so I'll read it again quickly, and then we'll just come back and comment on it it a little bit more. But I went into some depth last time talking about this particular text. He says, we command you, brethren. Now, again, when he says command, this is not a good idea. This is not a good suggestion, not something to think about. It's a commandment from God, because Paul was writing by inspiration, that is, by guidance of the Holy Spirit. As he wrote this particular text, he's writing God's very word, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. So we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, he's writing this. He's writing down this command from God that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. Well, again, we think disorderly, uh, probably a troublemaker, right? But that's not the same frame of reference that we would normally think of as a troublemaker because he goes on then and defines what he's talking about by someone who walks disorderly. Now he's talking about, talking about members of the Lord's church here, Christians. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us, for we were not disorderly among you. In other words, he says, we, lived, we gave you a good positive example of, of how Christian ought to live. Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge. What? But worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. That's the disorderliness that he's talking about. Somebody who's trying to be a freeloader. Somebody who's lazy. Somebody who wants other people to take care of them when they could take care of themselves by simply doing a job, working for a living. He went on and said, not because we did not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you, how you should follow us. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this. And boy, you talk about a straightforward, firm, emphatic statement. And remember, this is God's word. He said, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. We're not talking about somebody who's disabled here, physically incapable of working a job. We're talking about someone who simply will not work when they could, when the job's available. He goes on and says, for we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. See, he's talking about laziness, laziness. Now, those who are such, we command. Now, here's that word command again. And exhort. He also throws in that idea of, and we encourage you. But it's a commandment through our Lord Jesus Christ, by God's authority again, that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. 
And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with him that he may be ashamed. So somebody who's lazy, habitually, perpetually, purposefully, they ought to be ashamed. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. And that feeling of shame ought to shake them to their senses and get them motivated to go out and get a job and work for their own living. He goes on that in verse 15, and he says, yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now, not somebody to hate, but somebody that out of love you need to exercise some discipline toward, to help them come to their senses and realize that they're living an ungodly lifestyle in their laziness, laziness. So think about what Paul says there, disorderly. And that's, he's talking about being lazy, just choosing to not work when they could work. When the job is available, their physical ability is, is, is there, but they just don't want to work. And then he says in verse 10, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. My, oh, my. Paul would certainly be castigated in our culture today, wouldn't he, in our society? Boy, he would be browbeaten. He'd be ridiculed. He'd be talked down. He'd be called a hater, a bigot. Now, he's talking about godliness. He's not talking about sinfulness in general, through the, though the principle of this instruction can certainly be applied in a general way. He's specifically addressing the sin of laziness. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Going all the way back to Adam in the garden, when God created that first man and put him in that garden, with all of the physical resources to be able to sustain his physical life, all the food that was necessary, the water and so on, he still put him in there to till the garden, to take care of it, to work it. It was a job. God provided the blessing, but he gave the man the job to keep it up. God didn't pick the fruit for him to eat. He had to pick the fruit himself. Even in Eden, God put man to work. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it, Genesis 2 and verse 15. And after man fell through sin, God pronounced, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life, In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. Genesis 3, 17 through 19. Now, again, clearly God declared that mankind would have to work for a living throughout his life. That's God's plan for us, for our sustenance. He gave us the physical abilities to be able to work for a living. And he also gave us the soul and the mind, the mental capacity to understand that that is the right thing to do, that that is a godly lifestyle, to work for a living. 
Now, in his letter to the Thessalonians, Paul declared that anyone who would not follow God's law on this matter, in other words, get out and get a job, earn your living, should not eat. His primary application, again, is to Christians as to how they should conduct themselves in their Christian lifestyle, their Christian walk. But he further clarifies the subject of his instruction by noting, for we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. What did, what's the old saying? An idle mind is the devil's workshop? <laughs> that certainly shows to be the case, doesn't it, in people who are habitually just plain lazy. For the third time, he identifies, that is, the Apostle Paul identifies not working for a living when a person has the ability and the opportunity to work, but inherently understood, or being inherently understood in the instruction, someone who does not work for a living by choice, that person, he says, is living in a disorderly manner. Now, clearly, sinful is the intended meaning in Paul's use of the term disorderly. He is emphatic in his message that being too lazy to work for a living hold on to your seat, is a sin. Did you get that? He's saying it's a sin. Shocking to some people, isn't it? And yet we we need to come to that reality. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for blessing, blessing us with mental and physical abilities to be able to earn a living. Thank you for blessing us to have the sense, the mindset, the moral instinct to go out and work for a living for ourselves and for our families and help us to never become lazy in our thinking and lifestyle such that it will stop us from being productive in earning a physical living. Please guide us and help us to keep that focus, Father, we pray, of godliness in this specific way. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.